expand the social safety net. Ohio Senator Ron Kirkman, the lead GOP infrastructure negotiator. Shut up and sit down. Hello, senors and senoritas. Welcome to Habla Espanol. No, I'm kidding. Uh, this is Chance Hancock with Paraprobe Radio. What's going on? What's up? And this is Jesse J. trying to find the microphone. Just trying to find the old microphone. Where'd it go? Where did it go? Why is it tickling back there? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> Speaking of, so our <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, I just said tickling back there. What story do you have? <laughs> so our uh, our topic is asteroids. You know, we're oh, talking yeah. about you know doomsday asteroids and stuff. But um, my wife was asking me as I was leaving. She was like, "What's your topic today?" I said asteroids, and she thought I said something uh-huh. toys. Okay. And <laughs> I was just like. I mean that that's a great topic. But. It's a great topic. <laughs> it can be paranormal, but we're not going to be talking about those kind of toys on this show. Um, um, that's the other show we do. Yeah, that's the other show. It involves uh, donkeys and stuff. Yeah, all kinds of weird <laughs> stuff. Um, I mean, it may not be weird to you, but some people. Um, so, anyways, so yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, some cataclysmic events that could possibly be coming up in the near future. Um, it is very, very likely that we all are going to die eventually. <laughs> I'm not sure when. I'm not psychic. Um, but we all will die eventually. At least 90% of the people on the planet will die eventually. I think there's 10% that may live forever, just be immortal. They just got that kind of money. What, like a dude like up in the Himalayas or something that like just doesn't age? No, no, no. I'm talking about like uh, people who are like really super rich, you know, multi like gazillionaires. Oh, you know, the people that, who like freeze themselves. Yeah, they got all these scientists working for them. They'll learn how to transfer their brain one day to another body that they cloned, you know, so it's fresh and ready to go. God. I can see that happening in the future I, one day. I, I, I no. Screw that. I don't want you walking around in a different body. I want to be able to recognize you. I know, right? But well, they're talking about okay. Literally, they are getting to a point now that the scientists can actually read your dreams. They're 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 like right on the cusp. Of being able to actually see into your mind and see your dreams, and which is crazy if you think about that. I quit. Be- well, because at that point, <laughs> if they could literally, like, you know, for lack of a better term, download, you know, your persona, you know, your everything you know, your memories, the whole nine yards, transfer that to a fresh clone body. We already know we can clone people. How we crazy know of that. a virus would that be? Like a computer virus. Like somebody turns himself into a computer computer virus. Like, bro. Like, uh-huh. I mean. That, and any producers out there, any writers, like, there you go, there's a good movie. <laughs> there you go. We just gave it to you. <laughs> the human virus. Yeah. But eventually, it really, I mean, it could be actually very feasible. I mean, there's nothing ruling that it will never happen. I mean, it possibly could. Um, that they could get to a point that could actually, like, you know, for lack of a better term, once again, data transfer everything from inside you with your brain, your memories, and everything else, and transfer it into a cloned body of you, you know, from a younger age, obviously. And you would be able to basically live forever, keep doing it over and over. Nope. Um, the thing is, in that type of situation, is would you really want to? No. Yeah. Absolutely be- not. I mean, I, I'm sorry. Like, this sounds terrible. 
it's going to sound terrible. I work but enough. Like, I want to die one day. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, death, I'm sorry. Like, even if, you know, I were to be raptured or something, death would still be an experience I want to have. Yeah. Well, here's like, something. And, and that sounds stupid. Well, but. no, but think about this. If you could essentially, let's say that it all came to fruition, it all came true, you keep transferring to a fresh body, fresh body, fresh body, going on forever. Eventually, the Earth is going to cease to exist. Yeah, it's eventually. Fill up. Yeah, matter of fact, this galaxy will cease to exist eventually. It's going to come to a point. And I'm just talking about even if you're just the lone person who has this technology, can keep doing this over and over again, that eventually the Earth will end. So you are going to die eventually. You've got to have a planet to live on. That's why I never got into like vampires and stuff like that, because that's a lonely existence. You know, I think everybody forever. has wanted to be a vampire at some time in their life. No. I mean, like, you a know, fleeting moment, but not really, because it, it it's so... You it, watch everybody around you die. It would be my luck that they would transfer my body, you know, or my brain into this fresh, wholesome new body, and for some reason my DNA matches like some like somebody framed me for a crime and I got to serve a life sentence. <laughs> It'd be my yeah. luck. <laughs> where, where would they get these bodies from? Like, is that a clone? Yeah, is it's just like... cloning from your DNA and using eggs to you know in order to do it. I mean, they already do. They've been doing cloning for a long, long time. Yeah, not with humans. Well, let me rephrase to. that. Not supposed to be doing it with humans. Yeah, Roger. But yeah, they've already cloned it like exact identical sheep, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I remember the sheep thing. I remember when they first did that because it was just like, um, what the, why? Okay, well here's the pros to it. If you could start say cloning animals such as cows, sheep, stuff like that, well you can help end starvation because of that. Yeah, but the DNA would degrade over time. Well, just like any other animal that, you know, when once you're born, you're born to die eventually. There is a time stamp and a time clock on your body that eventually there's a little, you know, genome inside your body that all of a sudden goes, oh, time to start decaying. And it starts, that's why you grow old and you wind up dying eventually. Um, if you could actually find a way to control that, you would essentially be immortal at that point, unless you got sick or blown up or something. Somebody's going to mix human DNA with lobster DNA. Lobster. Because lobsters, in fact, are immortal. Everybody tastes good with butter. Wait a minute. We're talking about lobster. Never mind. So, <laughs> so but, but, but once again, if you could do that, well, the likelihood of you surviving forever and ever, amen, is very, very nil. Because let alone with the sun eventually burning out, which it will. I mean, it's, it is a energy, you know, it, it, it depends upon energy. So eventually it's going to run out of said energy in order to burn. Well, so, see, but energy, granted, it'll energy be like is probably neither created or years. destroyed. It just transfers. Well, the sun itself will actually burn up the fuel that it uses. Yeah, I know that. But, but what I'm saying is, but beforehand, you'll probably get killed by an asteroid. <gasps> Segway. You're dumb. Every week. You're so dumb. I know. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but what were you going to say? Go ahead, real quick. I forgot. Okay. Your Segway killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Ran over by my Segway. <laughs> so, anyways, oh, man. Um, there is actually a asteroid that is uh, coming around to us here in the very near future. Yep. Yep. By 2029, and of all April 13th, Friday the 13th of all of all times. Yep. April and April. God bless. April, Friday the 13th, in 2029, there is a large asteroid coming large. our direction. Large. Um, this has been confirmed. It's been confirmed for quite a while, actually. Since 2004 when they found it. Mm-hmm. And Neil, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about it. 
Yep. And uh, after more and more time that they've been able to study and everything else, they realize that the conclusion drawn is it's not going to hit us in 2029. However, it will be coming so close that it will be wiping out some of our satellites. Because yeah. it's going to come between us and the moon. It's going to be that close. It is going to come, where is it? Within 19,794 miles from the Earth's surface. The crazy thing about that is when you look at the big picture of how vast that the universe is, that's too close. Mm-hmm. That's way too close. Uh, fainter shrinker right there, buddy. Big time. <laughs> um, and the reason for being is because this is not going to be a standard size asteroid like the last one he talked about, which was only about the size of a refrigerator. Nope, this one is 1,120 feet wide. It's the size of the Rose Bowl. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> Anybody who lives in Tampa area, you know what we're talking about. <laughs> so the thing is, is something of that size, a lot of people were in fear. They are in panic. They are like, well, what if they misjudged it? What if it hits the earth? Is it going to kill us all? No. It's not that big. A lot of people seem to think that an asteroid the size of the Rose Bowl would wipe out the planet. No, it will not. It, 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 yes, it's going to make a hell of a mess. Because we'll get into that a little bit more about the potential of what will happen the next time it comes around to Earth. But more likely, the, the an asteroid would have to be roughly about the size. Uh, this one right now, um, you're currently looking at some of the size of a rose ball, which is almost a mile. So looking at, the, to put that in perspective, I'm just giving a ball. Yeah, no, no, here. Yeah. you're good. Um, it would really take an asteroid about the size of like maybe 5 miles to 10 miles wide to be what they call a extinction event. Yeah, this would only kill about a third. Yes. Actually, it, when they talked about that, the one that, the, this one that hits the Earth, it's not going to kill a third. It, that that was an over-exaggeration. It's pretty close. Uh, no. If you live on the eastern seaboard, maybe. It could hit China and kill a third of the population. Okay, yeah. a third of the population of China, <laughs> no. but not the world. <laughs> like, So you got to think about like the when we have volcanic eruption – you have a massive dust cloud that does stuff to that area. That would be with the bigger one that would literally cover up enough to, in order to affect the entire planet. I know, but yeah. in the same frame, like that would do some serious Okay, damage. let me rephrase that. You know what? I'm going to give you one. You're correct if it hits land. Yeah. But what they're saying right now is that so if this thing hits what they call the keyhole, uh, the keyhole is an area in space that is in the trajectory of this thing traveling, that if it enters that keyhole, which is only about 600 meters in diameter, I think is what they said. It wasn't uh, very big. I mean, for space anyways, it's not big. You were supposed to look that up. <laughs> uh, it's 600 meters, 600 feet. Either way. I mean, we're talking about in space, that's like, you know, hitting the the head of a pin. All right, so if it was to go... It's like hitting a bullet with another bullet whilst riding a horse. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. All right, so with that being said, that was a good reference. I like that. Yeah. All right, so if that was to happen, that on its continuing orbit that it travels, you know, and comes back around to us again, which would be in 2036, I believe? Uh, seven years after that. Okay. Yeah, so... Yep. It'd be 2036. At that time frame, yes, it will actually hit the Earth. What they've already discovered so far is if it enters through that keyhole this time around when it comes through in 2029, they're estimating it would hit roughly 500 miles off the coast of San Francisco. So if you have beachfront property and this thing goes through that keyhole in 2029, start shopping for a new home. 
<laughs> because he said that the tsunami event would roughly be about 50 feet tall, which is going to be equivalent to a five-story building, traveling at a very high rate of speed. Is He said, unlike in the movies, it's not going to travel that far inland. It's only going to go uh, like uh, uh, like roughly about, like I think, a mile inland at the most. And then it's going to go back out to sea because of the suction. But guess what? Then comes the second one. <laughs> same size, same speed coming in. So you're going to get hit twice. So anything along pretty much the seaboard at that point, up to about a mile in, gone. Bye. Yeah. Now, the good thing is, we'll put the good news out there. If that was to happen, theoretically, let's say this thing entered the keyhole, and they're like, this is going to suck the next time around. You've got seven years to plan on moving. You've got plenty of time. It's not like any, uh, currently, if you're living by the beach or something like that, and this thing enters the keyhole, don't think, oh, my God, we're going to die. No, you're not going to die. Even Neil deGrasse Tyson, one of the brightest minds on the planet, and along with a bunch of other scientists who were, you know, who were going over this data and information from NASA and the whole nine yards, they said no. Really, realistically, probably nobody will die because you got seven years to plan to get everybody out. This isn't like in the movies where they find out 30 minutes prior to the asteroid hitting right. where you have a whole city trying to evacuate, which never works out, obviously, for any horror movie you've ever seen. Uh, whether it's even even World World War Z with Brad Pitt, like when all the people started turning into zombies in the middle of like uh, uh, the city, you know that everybody is trying to exit, and what happens? Traffic jams, the whole nine mm-hmm. yards. People are blocked in, and they die. Exactly. So yes, you you would definitely have ample enough time to plan on this. Now, getting into it more, if we were to have an extinction level event. Um, one of the questions posed out there is, would the government inform us that one was coming? The likelihood of them telling you is very high. The likelihood of them telling you way in advance, very low. Because of the fact that at that point in time, people feel, well, if we're going to die, people are going to be getting real stupid beforehand. So I and this and this is all by conjecture and by you know opinions and everything else. So there is no you know, fact on this, I can let you know now, that if there was going to be an extinction-level event of an asteroid coming in... Now, extinction-level, let me uh, get a little more in detail about that. Extinction-level is an asteroid, if it was to hit the Earth, mankind's over. It's like the same kind that wiped out the dinosaurs. Uh, matter of fact, the estimated size of the one that wiped out the dinosaurs, to put in perspective, is about the size of Mount Everest. Uh, it was about seven to eight miles wide. Because yeah. I'm over here doing some extra research. Doing some extracurricular activities? Yep, like how big it would actually have to be to take out the planet. Yeah, it would be roughly, anywhere, like you just said, uh, roughly about 7 miles to 10 miles wide is, is done. Anything bigger than 7 miles, really, we're done. Well, so apparently, according to the Universal of Colorado uh, geoscientist, Brian Toon, figures one rock. A half a mile wide can do a lot of damage and cause widespread earthquakes, releasing energy equal to 100 billion tons of TNT. Now, it has to be about 60 miles wide to be an an extinction-level event, and even that, according to their research, according to their theories, wouldn't be enough to take us out, potentially. Really? Because a lot of scientists out there are stating that something 10 miles wide, depending on its speed as well, mm, could be fair. an extinction-level event. Because of the fact that if it's impacting at that rate of speed, the plume that would be thrown into our atmosphere would be so 
ginormous that like we were just getting ready to talk about earlier that jesse had brought up that would basically block out the sun mm-hmm. and at that point in time uh, game over for man you know mankind because you're going to wind up running out of photosynthesis uh, uh which obviously oxygen that's mm-hmm. going to be happening now like the ones you're talking about like 60 miles wide screwed holy crap <laughs> yeah screwed it would happen so fast you wouldn't even know what happened it would be a flash pan event because something that size, okay, every asteroid, you know, meteorite, whatever, comes into our atmosphere, ignites because of the oxygen and the friction mm-hmm. and moving so fast. Imagine something that size coming in that quick. Well, see, that's the where I flash started. burn alone could actually ignite our atmosphere. That's the terrifying part. I mean, yeah. So I was looking it up because this thing is going to pass, was it 19. 19,800 miles from the Earth's surface, roundabout, rounding up. Yeah. You know, that's between us and the moon, which another rabbit hole, a separate rabbit hole. If the moon is in our gravitational pull, what is our gravitational pull going to do to this thing? Anyway, first of all, Mm -hmm. I know it's got a lot of speed behind it, but, brah. Yeah. But our our atmosphere extends out to about uh, 6,200 miles. Mm -hmm. So it's... Pretty damn it's close. Borderline. It's, <laughs> yeah, and in the big picture, that's real close. That's too close. Yeah, that's terrifyingly yeah. close. Uh, I mean, to put that in perspective, that would be like you standing next to a wall and somebody throwing a knife only a foot away from your head. Yeah, pretty to put much. that in perspective. Not even like close. inches, inches yeah. away, in like the relative universe, our solar system, even. Yeah, it'd be like an inch. It'd be like me trying to stab your hand and missing right now. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable with uh, these, and, and the worst part is too that there are asteroids and such out there that are moving about and orbiting through our, you know, through our cosmos and working its way back this direction and all that that we are not even aware of. We haven't even seen yet because one, too far away, or two, coming in from the direction of the sun. So that has a lot to play with it too, being able to see these actual objects coming in. Um, so. That's for like the, the obviously the closer ones. The the sun is relatively about ninety three million miles from Earth. Yeah, or that's what they're calling a lunar distance. Yep. So if you have something coming in on a direct a, trajectory, excuse me, uh, like, oh, daggone, I lost a word. From an angle from with the sun in between us and it is obviously going to be much harder to see. Um, and then on top of that too, like I mean the the rate of speed they're traveling. Now thank God we are and have been planning for quite a while. We have so many satellites out in space with telescopes and the whole nine yards that are continuously monitoring space, looking for these objects. But to tell you straight out, and NASA will tell you straight out, we don't see them all. No, no. We what? We've, the had, last... we've had a couple surprise ones recently that yeah. came in. They, yeah, they they caught them like I don't know when they were an hour away from the planet. And it's like, oop, missed yep. that one. Like, oh, I didn't see that one. So Thank they can God literally small. like yeah. think about it. When you have a new moon, that's when the Earth is blocking the moon, so the sun's yeah. rays can't get to it. You can't see it. Guess what? Same thing can happen to a slightly smaller object that could. Now, now, the good thing is a smaller asteroid typically will just burn up in our atmosphere. Now, it can cause a lot of damage still, though. Sonic booms when they're coming through. It's happened before. It happened in Russia. Uh, this meteorite came in so fast it caused a sonic boom that blew out windows for four miles. Oof. Yeah. That's so, a lot. Yeah. That's a whole lot. Yeah. And that was one little meteorite. The thing was only the size of about a VW bug. Bro. For real? For real. <laughs> but it caused that much damage when it came through. Uh, and not to mention the fact, too, that a lot of these objects, because of the fact that they are 
frozen, traveling through space and all that, depending on where they're coming from, that enter, entering our atmosphere, once they hit that oxygen and they turn around and also hit you know, our friction of, of the Earth because of the oxygen, they wind up heating up very fast. And what do they do? They, boom, explode. See, and then, like, when you have a level like that, there's, like, debris. It's not just the one asteroid you got to worry about. It's going to break up a little bit. Exactly. And you're going to have a bunch of little itty-bitty asteroids hitting uh-huh. all around it. I mean, that that's what... Where if somebody throws a handful of pennies at you, some of them are going to hit you. Yeah, well, yeah. what they're talking about is going to hit right outside San, 500 miles off San Francisco. Mm-hmm. That's not accounting for the itty-bitty other asteroids that are going to go... You know, that can hit, like, very true. Iowa, you know, Virginia. Yeah. It's, like, which is very true because of the fact that, yes, they know of the big one, and they can see that one. And, yes, they have seen it up close since the last time it came around. But, however, like you said, the smaller objects, I highly doubt they've seen every object going with it. No. Nope. They, they always have more stuff traveling with. Always. Yeah. Always. Yep. I mean, and then the, that friction, that immediate, like, that explosion. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a tiny explosion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was almost a silent but deadly. <laughs> <laughs> Which are tiny explosions. <laughs> There's an asteroid coming in. <laughs> we're dead. Wow, we we have we have descended to fart jokes. That's where you we're have at. to. Everybody has to at one time or another. No. Yeah. So, moving on. So yeah, if we get something, I mean, uh, even up to ten miles, it's very likely that a ten mile wide asteroid can still potentially kill everybody on the planet because of the fact that it's rapid speed that the i mean these things are not traveling like we think of on the planet a few hundred miles an hour or something these things are traveling at tens of thousands of miles an hour yeah they said this the, one the last it, one that came it, by was uh, that we were talking about just like not even a couple months ago on on air uh, the one that was the size of a refrigerator that one was going at uh 30 it was like thirty-three thousand miles an hour that's quick. Yeah, that's real quick. <laughs> <laughs> this one, um, when it crosses the skyline, is supposed to like take an hour to like cross like the distance in your like line of sight, mm-hmm. like the distance of the moon. Wow. Like not even an hour. I think a minute. A minute. There we go. A minute. Okay, minute. Yeah. Yeah, that's incredibly fast. Yeah. I mean, to put that in perspective, the d- diameter of the Earth. If, like in the TV show The Flash, you could run like The Flash, you could run to the speed of light. If you could get, which is technically, it's 186,300 miles per second for light. Um, everybody always just rounds off to 186,000 miles per second. That's not 186,000 miles per hour. That's 186,000 miles per second. You could run around the Earth seven and a half times in one second. So, hmm. if you turn around and you do the width of, like you said, the moon, which is much smaller than us, obviously, and it's still clearing that in a minute, that's cruising. It ain't light speed, but it's cruising. That's oh, fast. Yeah. yeah. That's hauling butt. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's our show. 23 right. minutes. We're done. All right. We're done. <laughs> out of here. Good luck in 2036. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so I'm quite sure NASA, everybody's going to be paying a lot of attention and saying, now, to also calm your fears for the people listening to the show, they said the likelihood of this thing actually threading the keyhole. One in 100,000. Yep, one in 100,000 of that actually happening. But if it did, well, you got seven years to pre-plan. What would you do? I mean, honestly, let's say it was you and you had a house, like, say, on the coast of San Francisco. 
Well, there's not, so, the way I see it, if something that small can still cause, you know, earthquakes and, like, serious, like, seismic activity in, like, crazy places and still fling a freaking ton of, de- a freaking ton of <laughs> debris, mm-hmm. like, everywhere and then, like, blot out the sun, sorry, but there's not too much you can do. I mean, like, you you can't bunker up somewhere but, because earthquakes. Well, here's the thing. If it's hitting the ocean, we have a much better chance of survival rate. Yeah. For, for the one in 2036. Well, I'm always referring to the one from 2036 uh, because of the fact that it is going to help decrease the, the impact the moment it hits because it's hitting water opposed to hitting solid land. Yeah, well, Solid I mean, land you, is gonna be far worse. When you hit water, it's like hitting concrete anyway. Actually, water is more dense than concrete. It will not have the same factor results as it would for earthquakes, though. Yeah, that's the difference. Well, I mean, it would slow it down a little bit, but it's still gonna hit the bottom, dude. Mm, and, depending on where it hit. Now there, yeah, it's probably gonna hit bottom in yeah. that location. Yeah. Now, now if it was in a trench, yeah, no, that's <laughs> on the Atlantic. Go, yeah, it was. It was literally. I mean, even that size, it's gonna stop before it hits bottom. Well, I mean, it's going to hit the bottom eventually, but, like, it, it's but I'm not talking about it full rate of speed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like shooting a bullet into a bathtub, you know. It's got a 75% chance of hitting water. Yep. <laughs> that, that that makes me actually feel a little bit better when, when you have those kind of odds. Much better than saying, hey, it's going to hit, like, right in the middle of, like, I don't know, Florida. As small as a state we are, it's going to bust. I mean, literally, it'd be like busting it in half, you know. But, I mean... We already have a hole. I know. We're going to sink. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that one guy one time, some senator, talking about that they had to do something about the population on the island because too many people would actually tip it over. And he literally meant it. Who said that? It was some senator, man, like a few years ago. I forgot who it was. Can we please stop electing stupid people? Yeah, we're going to have to look that one up now because I can't remember who it was. But like, it was during an actual like congressional thing, and he actually said that – Um. They had to do something about the the people from this country for population and all that. That too many people going there and all that could eventually tip the island over. <laughs> well, I mean, and then that like there was another instance like in North Carolina. It was a little small thing, and I was mm-hmm. reading about it where they were talking about doing a solar field, and they were voting on it. And this politician was totally against it, said it would suck up all the sun. <laughs> Like legitimately, like I was like, no, he couldn't have said that because I was just, I was, I was looking it up. It was random things. If he would have said it facetiously, that would have been hilarious. No, say that. Dude was, I believe you. He was was dead serious, man. I, I, I could not believe it. And mom and I were talking about it because my mom lives in North Carolina. It was Mm -hmm. just like, you're not gonna believe this. No, no, it was something else. Yeah, no, he was serious. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Stop electing stupid people. There's a lot of uh, very smart, dumb people on the planet. No, see, I, I don't... There's a difference between being smart and then being educated. There's a big difference between oh being God. intelligent and educated. Well, see, I feel like educated is, like, moved out of Northampton County. No, we're not putting it on the spot. Stop sending me text. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sending you a text about what? My mom. Oh. Because she remembers that conversation. She told me the county. We're not putting them on the spot. That's not happening. We're not uh, putting people on blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not going to do that. And so your your mom's actually texting you. She's listening to the show? Yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, no, that's my tech support. <laughs> yeah, and your mom's currently in South Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. No, no. But like You know we actually have a very large listening audience in North Carolina that listens to the show online. Really? Yeah. I was looking at some of the rated areas of like everybody listens to our show and all that and like downloads on our iHeartRadio. What is that like for? Spotify. Uh no. There's actually quite a few actually. I mean, not like billions, but there are quite a few that listen to to the show, like okay. on the on the website. We got ten people in North Carolina. No, there's quite a few. <laughs> quite a few. Quite a few. I don't even remember what I was saying. Um, something about your mom texting you about no, no, before that, before that, before that, before that, before that. Just dumb people in general and yeah, quit electing no. them. Well, so, see, ah, there we go. There it is. Oh man. Um, so people keep using the word educated. For things. And they keep and, using it wrong. <laughs> and it's driving me crazy. You're not educated on the subject. You're not educated on this. Educated on that. There's so I there's, love when people tell you you're not educated on a theory. You know it's called a theory because it's not proven, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like theories. Oh, my goodness. And, I've heard scientists like, like even with Einstein's theory of relati- uh, relativity saying, you know, when someone else talking about it and they say something they don't agree with, with that, you know, with Einstein's theory of relativity. I mean, we're talking full-blown scientists out there, and they go, you're not educated. And the guy's like, dude, I graduated from MIT, you know, yeah, which or, you automatically think, oh, we graduated from MIT. You must be a smart person. That doesn't mean you're smart. Trust me, me and Jesse both have been around the block. We've done a lot in our lifetimes. We have experienced people who were educated. That yes. Look, all that tells me is you're good at taking tests. That's all it tells me. Or good at regurgitating information. I mean, so yeah. look, if you've taken any type of geometry, like geometry in high school, high school geometry, you know the difference between a theorem or a theory mm-hmm. and a postulate, something that is proven. That is all, the same all the time. Mm-hmm. Theories aren't proven. Because you can't replicate the results every single time. And the same thing goes for humor. Some things, when we say it, is a hyperbole. <laughs> it's sad that some people, when you tell a joke, take it at face value, that you're being serious. Oh, and, I do that all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah, you do it with me. You do do it with me, yeah. But I have a very straightforward <laughs> well, humor. Yeah, no, but sometimes, like, I'm not sure if you're joking or not. Because, <laughs> like, you sound so, like, deadpan serious. And that just makes it funnier. <coughs> it's ridiculous. It makes it funnier because I don't get it. <laughs> like that that's what makes it funny. You are a person that I do consider actually very smart. You are. You joke around and you're very humble about yourself. Don't listen to him. No, I'm being dead serious. I'm giving my God's honest opinion on you know me. I I give my opinion straight up whether you like it or not. You are actually a very intelligent guy. You are. You are very well rounded. You are very knowledgeable in a lot of different things that makes you a person that I would want on my zombie team. So Okay. Yeah. I, I can deal with zombie team. Yep. Because hey. of the fact that I know you're very well rounded and educated in a lot of different things. Yes. But, and at the same time, so am I. Um if I don't know something, I'll tell you flat out, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's my favorite word. Yeah. I, I'll I'll say I don't know, even if I do know, just because I don't want to bother with you. <laughs> <laughs> well like Stephanie all the time asks me questions about this, that and the other. And okay. Stephanie, my wife, she has a master's degree and two bachelor's degree. She's smart. Well, yeah. She also is, you know, obviously. You know what? She's so sweet and so nice. Like when she talks to us common folk, that uh, like <laughs> I didn't even know she had all that going on. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, Stephanie has a master's degree and two bachelor's degrees. Wow. Yeah, she's extremely smart. 
Uh, Smart, Matt, beautiful. Matt, um, she's working single? on her doctorate right now, actually. So, Jeez. yeah. Well, let me rephrase that. Uh, it, it postponed, but we'll be working on completing and getting a doctorate. I've been trying to push her into it. <clears throat> so I'm saying she's going to get her doctorate. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. You know, she's very capable. I mean, like, very capable. I, yeah. I've carried on way too many conversations with her because, like, she's a therapist and a psych doctor, and Dude, I don't all, like all, talking to those people. But yeah, my my friends. <laughs> the great thing is, my friends will turn around as soon as they find out what my wife does, and like, you know, and I'm talking about my actual close friends, the people in my inner circle. They're the ones that'll be like, you know, hey, do you mind if I talk to Stephanie about this? I'm like, hey, what do you guys talk about? We don't. My uh, that is one thing she will not do is talk to me about anybody she's, you know, her clients or anything of that nature, including my own friends. She, nope, that's yeah, and that's that's between privilege. you guys. Yeah. Even if we're talking about, you know, the end of the world, the yeah. end of the world, end of the world, and it, even then, like she always tells everybody, she's like, look, if you're not one of my actual clients through my company and all that, if I talk to you, it's more of just my opinion, you know, that she's giving you. It's really is an opinion, you know. She's not trying to, you know. Be a, a end all cure all for anybody. She's not you know? want, trying to work out. Why do people do that? Why do people like try to like get you to? Oh, you're uh, I don't know. You're a, a landscaper. You mow yards and stuff. You know. Hey, how should I be mowing my? Nobody. I don't want to talk. Nobody wants to talk to you. Like, yeah. and, like you work in with solar stuff. Like people just randomly. I remember I was on the phone with you the other day and someone was trying to ask you about stuff and you were just like I don't know. Just to get him, you did one of my, mine. Like yeah. you said, I don't know. Just to get him to leave you alone. Dude, because I do like, it all the time, all the time with people. They ask me a question about something, you're like I don't know. But then I could turn around and have like say you ask me, and I'll turn around and blast, you know, just spit yeah, out the answer. Yeah, just spit it out. Like, yeah. No, but why do people try to get you to work for them for free? Don't know. Like, bro. Because everybody wants to hustle. That's what it boils down to. Well, and then on top of that, like, it's not even that. They'll just ask your advice on something because you're knowledgeable or you yeah. you do that for a living. Like, asking me how to, like, drive a boat or what you would do. Like, I'm not even going to lie. 90% of me driving a boat, well, period, I, is, like, feel. Until now, nobody actually knew what I did in my day job. Until now. They, they have an idea now of obviously what field. But, yeah, besides radio. Um, but, yeah, I never discuss my work stuff or where I work or anything of that nature. Y'all want to know? You I'll tell you where to stop them. do it, and the show is over. <laughs> yeah. What's your address? It is. No, I'm kidding. Um, I actually gave out a fake address one time on air for someone else who I was picking on him and told him I was going to give out his address. And I gave this fake address or whatever. But then I thought about it, and I'm like, you know what? I actually used to live at that address like three years ago. That's actually a real address. <laughs> you know, but I didn't think about it at the moment, you know. You accidentally doxed somebody I accidentally doxed them with a <laughs> fake address, yeah. So, oh, well, yeah. Uh, that, that's, that's what you got to do now, though. You got to literally put it out there on it. The internet is such a beautiful and terrible place. Like, Absolutely. With Blessing great power. Ladies and gentlemen, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Use the internet wisely. Don't be a douche. Way too late, bro. Yeah. Way too late. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody should have told everybody that. That should have been like the uh, the like first thing said about the internet. Use it wisely. <laughs> when people want to dox other people because they disagree with them, I, I have an issue with that. I have a very strong. I think everybody issue with that. has, and an I don't issue care what side of the table they're on, right, left, in the middle, don't care. 
No, people are just it doing just, it thinking it's funny now. It's crazy. Uh, no, when they when they dox them because they don't agree with them and they want people <laughs> harassing them, I have an issue with that. That's just bullying. That's all that is is bullying. I have a very bad issue with that. Now, if obviously there are certain situations where people need to be doxxed, like mm, pedophiles. Yeah. You need Roger to, that. There you go. Certain indicators, yes, you need to know. You know, here's the other thing too. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and talk about it. I don't care. It's our show. We can do what we box. want. Soapbox. Yep. Get up on my soapbox for a moment. When people watch comedians and they say something derogatory in a joke from 15, 20 years ago, and they have an issue with that, and they were, they were just, oh my god, I'm so offended, I'm shaking. I, I love it when I see people post that. Um, they, they turn around and want them canceled. Now, granted, there are certain situations where I'm like. Yeah, that was pretty bad. You know, I'm glad actually somebody did find that out about that individual. Sometimes, though, it is a comedian making a joke or maybe, uh, I don't know. It could be a lot of different subjects and stuff that people have done that I'm just like, really? They, 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 that was a sign of the time back then of how maybe some people <coughs> talked or how they viewed things. And you had an issue with that and got so vastly offended that you try to get them canceled. But wait a minute. Hold on. Okay. I'm, I, I'm not done yet. I'm about to jump on you. But let me ask you a question real quick. Do you believe in second chances? Because if you tell me, well, these people don't deserve a second chance because they, they made a misogynistic joke back then. Really? I see you talking about people who have been to jail repetitively, and you're talking about, well, we need to do something to give them reform and give them a second chance. Now, I'll tell you right now, I agree with that 100%. Because I've known people that have gone to jail, made mistakes in their past, man. They went to jail, they got out, and they straightened their lives out and became very, very, you know, good people and, and you know, contributing to society in the whole nine yards. So when you say that nobody can ever change because that's how they were making a misogynistic joke back then or, you know, there was a racial profile joke or whatever. Granted, yes, I understand there are certain limitations where you just can't go, dude, you're out there doing blackface and all that. You're an idiot. I'm telling you now, you're an idiot. I'm, I'm, there are some things, yes. There's I been one man with. that has actually gotten away with that. Robert Downey Jr. Yes. The man, the myth, the legend when it comes to acting. But here's the thing. So those type of situations, it's kind of like, mm, man, yeah, that was stupid. Yeah, very stupid, you know. But once again, if you turn around and you look at the big picture, not everybody stays the same in their lifetimes. I mean, think about there, there are people out there. Matter of fact, there's this black guy that, uh, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he was actually getting people to leave from the KKK. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, one of the one of the guys that he got to leave, they became best friends to this day. Okay, and this guy was a high-ranking member, like a grand wizard in the KKK, and he got him to drop that belief, got him to change his mind and go. You know what? You're right. I've been wrong this entire time. I, I have been... family members that have like literally like they weren't like they were. I'm not gonna say like a hundred. They were racist, straight up. Yeah. But like. Now everybody has family members somewhere, some shape, like some older form, family members. Everybody's yeah. got only older family members that are like super racist. But this dude went from being super racist to like his same thing. Like his mm -hmm. best friend is of a different whatever. Yeah. And just boom, out of nowhere, like literally out of nowhere, like he turned like 70 or something like that. Yeah. Boom, out of nowhere. Yep. Hey, this is my best bud. What? Yeah. Now, let me clarify real quick. I'm not talking about people out there who are currently working for the KKK or in the KKK um, that 
I'm telling you to go make friends with them. <laughs> I'm not saying that. What I'm and I'm not saying that those individuals are right either by any stretch of imagination. Um, I have a very, very which Jesse, you know, and any of my close friends know that I have a very major issue with racist people, uh, big time. Uh, my wife is Puerto Rican and Dominican, and I, I have a very big issue with people who are racist. And oh yeah, Jesse will tell you. I can I can get spun up real quick about that stuff. But, Dude, but I, what I'm saying is I just want to get back to I'll let you go in a second. I'll let you off your chain, but give me a second here. Right. But what I'm referring to, and once again, I'm not talking about people who's done blackface in the past or nothing like that. I'm talking about people like for the sign of the times that was maybe making a, you know, a, a sexual-oriented joke or something of that nature that really they honestly were not trying to hurt anybody. That's just the way things were and the way people talked back then. Or, you know, whatever the case may be, that people have tried wholeheartedly to get those people canceled. Or they just disagreed with them on their political beliefs, or whatever the case may be, and try to get them canceled. And it's like, you know what? So you're telling me right now that if, it, if you owned a business, and a young gentleman, and I'll put this in perspective for you. Um, a young gentleman, you know, he went to jail for, uh, let's say, robbery. Let's say he actually robbed a place when mm-hmm. he was like 15. He was stupid, hanging out with the wrong crowd, robbed a convenience store when he was, you know, 15 years old. He did time in juvie. He got out, and he's like, yeah, I don't want to ever go back there again. I want to straighten my life out. You mean to tell me you're not going to give him a second chance because that one crime he committed all those years ago? Fair. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes when people want to cancel people, and they turn around and they say, hey, look, I've changed, but they don't want to listen, you might want to take a pause for a moment and listen. So, go ahead. Well, we all need to do a little more listening, period, instead of, like, getting on each other's butts. But I, I just want to put it out there, watch, like, 90s to, like, early 2000s comedy. Yeah, exactly. Like, Mind Amencia, Dave Chappelle, like, those those guys ruled everything. 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 Uh, and Everything, everything. Oh, Cat, Cat Williams. Williams. We both love Cat Williams. Oh, my yep. goodness. I got started with loving comedy when my dad used to let me listen to like the Richard Pryor albums back in the day. To this day, Richard Pryor is my all-time favorite comedian. He's hilarious. To this day, he is yep. raunchy. Yep, that's awesome. I can <laughs> mimic and do a lot of his jokes, and obviously, I leave out the N-word because back in the day, he used to say it a lot in his acts. Oh yeah. But he finally got to a point he stopped using it in his acts. He said that he did he that he no longer wanted to represent and use that word anymore. So he quit using it. Like later on in years, he quit using it in his acts. Well, see, and that's. Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, guys like that. Those guys who were like Legends. super, like super raunchy, super like off the cut, just didn't yeah. care what they said, have like totally developed. Well, Richard Pryor is dead now, ain't he? Yes. Dang it. But um, like Eddie Murphy's not dead. No. By a long shot. Don't jinx him. <laughs> I like Eddie Murphy. Don't jinx him. Yeah. No. Yeah. We can't lose. Look, we can't lose uh Betty White or Eddie Murphy. Yeah. They, we gotta like, keep them around. Man. I'm sorry. That, yeah. uh, they're immortal. You mm-hmm. you get to clone bodies and survive the asteroids and stuff and like do your things. Yep. You, you can stay around a while. You're hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, they they've done some crazy mess back in the past. And that's some off the wall stuff. And, and that's like, the thing. they're they've changed. People develop throughout their lives. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I a lot of this cancel culture and blah 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 right now is going to. How do we get down this rabbit hole? is going to is going to change and like probably less than 10 years because i mean every it seems like every decade society changes yeah for another generation coming up yeah yeah it happens every time i mean just 
whatever. Back yeah. to like asteroids and near Earth objects and yeah. such. So right? come on, we're off our soapbox now. Yeah, no, we just spent like. So two I'm just saying, it. give people like a, give people a second chance. Unless they're a pedophile, don't. But if it's anybody other than that, you know, think about it at least. Yeah. Okay. Oof. Anyways, okay. near Earth objects. Yes, near Earth objects. So going back to uh, cataclysmic events, besides getting canceled, is <laughs> referring to asteroids. I, I love the fact that every once in a while, though, I'm going to be honest, that we do take a step back from all the paranormal stuff and let people see a side of us and how we view things. I do appreciate that. Because, I mean, honestly, I really don't talk about it that much. I see. I feel like a lot of people put on this persona or a persona when they're, like, in front of cameras, microphones, media in general. Yeah. And half the time people are talking about stuff and they're not really about it. Yeah. Like, I, I run into people like that on a regular basis. Oh, absolutely, I do, too. Man, I mean, I've, I've seen people in media that I knew personally multiple times. Everything they were saying out there in front of that camera, totally opposite of how they really feel. Yeah. I and mean, I was like, whatever, dude. Yeah, yeah no. And that, that's a pay-to-play thing. Yep. You know, if they're paid too much, don't trust them. This is why I'm independent. I like <laughs> to think of my own. Yep. Yeah. I need a bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving on to Cloudic. God, I can't even say it now. Cataclysmic, Cataclysmic events. events. Yeah. Um, so the next object that we're looking at in our very near future, like we're talking about at the very beginning of the show, is between 2029. If that one hits the keyhole, then we're looking at it coming back around again in 2036 and being a major threat at that point. And we never mentioned its name. Its name is Apophis, as in the uh, Egyptian god of like chaos. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, if it hit the planet, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Unlike our first named hurricane of 2021. What? Enrique. Enrique. Mm-hmm. Well, then A, B, C, D, E. I'm not smart. It's the fifth. It's the fifth named storm. No, no, no. They said this is the first named hurricane. Hurricane. Yeah, yeah. We've had tropical storms already okay. had names. Oh, look at that. But, yeah. I got my roof done just in time. Just in time, <laughs> yeah. So I, I would, I, oh, my God. It's like we're going to be killed by Enrique Suave. <laughs> I, 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 if this turns into like a category five and wipes us out, I'm not even going to be mad. Like, <laughs> like, it's like getting beat up by Enrique Iglesias or like, um, I can be your hero, baby. Yeah, like, I, I, I can wipe away your home. We're literally going to have a hurricane party and play nothing but like Enrique, Enrique Iglesias the yep. whole time because, like, <laughs> oh my god, that's like, gonna be crazy. It, it's cool. It's cool, Enrique. We're good. I, I love Enrique Iglesias, actually. I like his music. Oh, yeah. yeah. Too smooth, man. Yep. Uh, what's the other one that's in my head? Oh, she dances like crazy. I can't remember her name. Uh, Latin Latin singer, Latin Talk dancer. Talking about J-Lo? Uh, no, no. Well, I mean, that too, but no. Yeah, J-Lo. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, no. It's gone. Bye. It's out of here. She's gone. Just like our asteroid is going to be... Left in 2004 and coming back around in 2029. I mean, you know what's so funny, though, is in the very beginning when this whole incident happened, and this put this in perspective about the cataclysmic events, that there was a lot of stipulations. Shakira. Shakira. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> Derailed. <laughs> Talk about eating things with butter. So moving on to back to the cataclysmic events, such as this show right now. Um, when this thing first came around, they were talking about with actually Neil deGrasse Tyson, who was saying that he goes, you know, it's really hard to understand that they were able to call this thing for 2029 or 2036 
because of the distance, the factors. There's just so many factors that come into play with this thing's trajectory and travel and the whole nine yards. But NASA's getting that good of getting able to start nailing these things well, down. Well, he, he, first of all, he is one of the greatest minds of our time. Yeah. And he did call them out originally. Now, he he's he's backing down mm-hmm. a little bit. He's, he's doing stuff. But, like, he called them out originally. He's like, no, you can't call this because, like, what if it, like, gets too close to, I don't know, Jupiter or something? Mm-hmm. And that, because, I mean, we're literally talking about slingshotting, you yeah. know, we, we're we doing it. We slingshot um, a We do a satellites or, all the time. Yeah, a probe yeah. or something using gravity. Yeah. So, I mean, what if it gets close to, that's what worries me about this. I, I, I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent, but, like, that's what worries me about this thing because, yeah. like, our gravity. It still has a somewhere. long way to go to get here, and there's too many factors that could yeah. mess that up. So many variables. Yeah. Like that, that it shouldn't bother me. It really shouldn't because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, it is what it is. But like, well, you and I both, we're, you know, we go to the range, we shoot, we know the dynamics of how like bullets work. If you're shooting at a target that's only six feet away, you could generally just point and hit right in the middle of that target. Okay, if you're trying to hit something that's way out there, let's say 400 yards. And you're even off by, you know, a few millimeters with your barrel. Yeah, that extends way out. Yeah, but as it goes, it, that angle is getting further and further away from that object. Now, with that being said, because of what you're bringing up, well, if they're off on that angle by a hair from that far a distance, they could be angling in and wind up hitting the earth. Well, also using the same principle, you also have windage and, you know, elevation and stuff. But the curvature of the earth for example or yep. the gravitational pull of the earth bringing it down which mm-hmm. is where we kind of get that from but you know windage i mean other objects can act upon this and potentially like skew it <laughs> in a bad place yeah i think it's very funny that we're talking about these cataclysmic events and i just hear thunder rolling outside because of that storm coming in we get a bad storm coming in Actually, I should probably check that so we don't die on the way home. Yeah, and not to mention the fact, too, that well, while we're on air and we're around a lot of electrical equipment. <laughs> yeah, we got a little one. We're clear going home. Yeah. We're good. If all of a sudden you just hear a lot of static people and that's it, well, just you might want to stop by the station and check on us make sure we're still alive. <laughs> Are you dead? Are you dead? I, oh, my God. My favorite part of my favorite scene in all of Deadwood. Mm-hmm. That old, like, Western show, because, yep. like, I'm not a big Western fan, but there's some of them I get into, yeah. you know, Young Guns, Deadwood, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, Calamity Jane pretty much goes up to this dude who's, like, basically dead out in the middle of the woods, kicks him. Are you dead? <laughs> Every time I hear somebody say that, you know where I go to? Every time I hear that? What? Maximum Overdrive. Never seen it. You've never seen Maximum Overdrive? No. Emilio Estevez, one of his greatest all-time Academy Award-winning films. Actually, didn't win an Academy Award, but should have for horror. It was written by Stephen King. It's called Maximum Overdrive. It was back in the 80s. Um, Do you know what Maximum Overdrive is about? Nope. Okay. I don't know anything about it. Stephen King wrote this book that basically that aliens were using everything that we had technology-wise against us. Like trucks were driving on their own, running people over. You know, a Coke can was spitting out Coke so fast it was, like, taking people out. So was Tesla. Yeah, it was Tesla, basically. <laughs> yeah. um, so, anyways, uh, and originally, and, and what's so funny is in the film, it's supposed to be the Earth is, like, in the tail of a comet. And what it come to find out, there's actually an alien, like, you know, that's trying to, uh, alien civilization trying to take over, and this, they used their own stuff against us. So, anyways, long story short, 
there's a scene in the movie where this uh, married couple, they're trying to make it to this diner because it seems like the trucks are not trying to crash through the building itself because I don't want to ruin the movie. I want you to actually see it later on. So for a particular reason, that's all I'm going to say, the trucks are not driving into the diner to kill the people that are trapped in there. So this married couple are trying to make a break for it to get off the highway to get away from these trucks and everything else, and they're not affecting every vehicle. It's like, you know, every so many vehicles they're actually, you know, affecting. So the couple driving the car is trying to gun it to make it over to the diner fast enough to go across the parking lot. And it's like a truck station diner, by the way. Um, all these big trucks are on their own, circling like sharks and just circling around this diner, right, keeping people from leaving or coming in. So they're gunning it with their car trying to make it, and one of the semis clips the back end, and it flips over. And the funny part is, is after it flips over, it crashes. This girl, then she gets out of the car, and she's looking at her husband. She's like, are you dead? And they sound like they're from, like, from the country, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, every time I've heard you say that, first thing I think of is maximum <laughs> overdrive. Yeah, no. Um, what is with 80s movies and diners? Like, diners are always the safe place. Like, Tremors, Tremors 2. Oh, yeah. That one. Like, diners are always the safe place to go. And what's so funny is the diner in the movie Tremors, the first one, looks like the one from Maximum Overdrive. It probably is the same. It probably one. is, yeah. I mean, but diners always seem like, I mean, granted, I, I'm a huge fan of diners anyway because food. Oh, yeah. You know, greasy food. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Should yeah, be like. talking. I should have been 400 pounds. But, like, diners are always I'm a safe place weight. to go. I'm happy. Yeah, I, you are losing weight. Because yep. you haven't been going to diners. I know. Yeah. I just, need to. Yeah, it's a safe place to go. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just diners. Diners. So, yeah. remember that, people, when the apocalypse goes to happen, whether it be biblical, zombies, asteroids, find a diner. Because it seems like every movie, people survive to go to the diner. Yes. Every time. <laughs> Man. I'm hungry. I'm actually hungry now, too, <laughs> thinking about it. Uh-huh. So, anyways, we're getting ready to wrap the show up here in uh, about six minutes. God, time is dragging by now. I'm tired today. Why are you tired? You didn't Be- do anything. Um, because I actually got home very, very late last night and then wound up getting up very, very early. And then I, I got a flat on my Jeep, had to change the tire. Um, and then I clean the house all day today and I always clean the house every Saturday. So on Sunday we could just chill and not have to do anything. So clean the house, did the laundry, changed the tire, did all kinds of stuff today. So I'm just, bleh. did you wear your maid outfit? Uh, the French maid? Yeah. No, 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 not this time. Uh, this time I was Russian. Okay. Yeah. It's all red. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That, that thong though, just kind of, yeah, it's kind of comfortable. I, I accidentally put on backwards, almost wound up in traction. But anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> getting back to asteroids <laughs> speaking of thongs um one of the things that i am concerned with uh for our future is that scientists across the board pretty much agree they have already discussed about the sun burning out you know us using up all of our you know oxygen on our planet because of you know uh, us killing ourselves due to either a war or to famine or to you know overpopulation to you name it but scientists seem to be i've noticed across the board all seem to agree that it's going to be an asteroid that finally eventually wipes us out more than likely over everything else and they said because there's just too many in the galaxy to track and that's not the universe just our galaxy alone there's too many to track now here's a kicker too we talked about this uh last week's show or the week before last we were referring to the Pentagon releasing about the UAPs information from yes. the Freedom of Information Act. It finally came out. 
Yeah. Was reading it, and I started looking at other people's opinions and what they thought about it, too. And just like I said, it would be so little of information that actually came out that pretty much we're still back at square one. Yeah. They don't know what it is. They don't know where it came from. All they know is some of them act really, really weird, you know, for lack of a better term, and getting into a long story about that. Um, and, yeah, no really generalized information. Uh, let me rephrase that. All generalized information that anybody could have looked up. There is nothing in that thing that you would go, oh, my God. No, it's just what we it, Same thing you've already read in the news about the original sightings is pretty much what they put out. There's nothing different. Told you. Yep. <laughs> yep. Absolutely nothing. So that tells me we're contacted and in communication with aliens. Currently. Guaranteed. And they're not sure if they're friendly or not. Yep. And I'm just waiting for FBI to come crashing through the door now. <laughs> yeah. <they're laughs> or not. some other, you know, they're alphabet never agency. Yeah. yeah. They'll never do it. They'll get us on the way home in our cars. Probably. Car accident. Suicide. Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Don't want to be suicided. Yep. Yep. So, that being said... Lessons from today. If there's an asteroid coming, hide in a diner. Don't put apocalypse, your, hide in a diner. Don't put your thong on backwards. Yep, wind up in traction. And the government never tells you anything. If they do, you wind up in a mysterious car accident. Yep, or you suicide yourself. Good night, y'all. Bye. And, and it fell upon the third part of the waters. The waters.